0: Everything lost will be renewed long ago in the garden it was to be. Now a dream fulfilled in you and me whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey hey, what is happening today? Just wanted to welcome you back and um, get right into the, what I've got on my heart today. Today I'm talking about the importance of understanding the difference between humility and humiliation. This difference can be subtle or it can be also one of the biggest things in our life. I believe it is one of the biggest things holding people back oftentimes from growing, from getting past some of the little things that just keep nagging, but then those little things become a controlling force. They become the very reason why bigger things are destructive in our life, choices to to continue living in in um selfishness or anger or bitterness or just simply pride that when i fail when i do something i ignore it and i don't really open myself up to god and recognize that my failure that my sin my my just selfishness that rises up and doesn't want to humble himself i want to stay I want to stay right where I am and not just become open before God and change and be transformed. This is, like I said, it's a key. It's a key to overcoming our weakness. The weakness inside of us that is there because of of all of the different things that make us human. We consider ourselves to be broken and damaged and we are. But God has said, I love you, and I make a way. My desire is for you to be whole. My desire is for you to be healed. And instead of responding um, to what we've done, we stay stuck. We stay stuck in the same repetitive failures. And instead of looking to God with all of our heart, we tend to want to just excuse it and Say, well, you know, God understands who I am. He knows that I'm a person who's wanting to serve Him, or we just get caught in that cycle of it's okay. And God is always saying, no, these things are not acceptable. And we have to have this stance in our heart that having pride, having failures that nag at us are really not the call of God. Now, obviously, we don't want to shoulder this and act like we have this strength and can just grit our teeth and never make a failure, never uh, sin again and always be perfect in every way. That leads to a whole different thing of, of being crushed and being humiliated before God because we think that we're going to do it and we don't. And Satan finds a way into our heart. So today that's what I want to deal with is talking about the difference between humility and humiliation. Again and again in my life, God has forced me to humble myself and confess my pride and my failures to people in my life. Um, this started when I was uh, a young man, just coming of age, and when I was still living at home with my parents. And God kept telling me every single time that I failed that I needed to an- I needed to answer for what I did. And so I began to go to my parents and confess some of my struggles, and that that really opened up my heart and and brought my my. I guess it brought my heart into subjection to this way of life that instead of continuing in pride or just simply saying well I've made a mistake and forgetting it and moving on to actually deal with it. And so opening this up to my parents who were godly people who loved me and loved God, they gave me strength and wise counsel and different things. But it also includes talking to, you know, your spouse, talking to your children, talking to friends and talking to complete strangers. And I've got many different events in my life that have taken place that God, each time I'm tempted to ignore it. I'm tempted to just say, well, Lord, you forgive me. I know that I failed, but God wants me to open up and go deeper. Um, One story that comes to mind is a story from a trip down to Haiti where I went with Isaac Libby and um, helping Uh, work on a children's home down there, Uh, me and several guys were up on a roof and we had been working for several days trying to get this roof done. We were getting up at four o'clock in the morning to work on it because it was getting to be like 112 degrees in the afternoon. So we would work as long as we could until it got too hot. Then we'd get down and we'd rest and we'd go do other things. Um, We'd spend some time with the children, um, playing with them and enjoying a little bit of time down, but one day we were up on the roof, and this roof was pretty tall, pretty high, and one side of it the roof went down a hill and so when if on that side of the roof it was a very steep fall, probably maybe thirty feet or so off the edge of the roof and on the other side it was still pretty pretty high, but there was a valley in the roof that um was a safer place well, I was up on the highest part of the roof that day and I lost my balance, and I was able to fall the right direction, and I was safe. I didn't really get hurt at all, but my pride was hurt. I was scared for a little bit, and I climbed down off the roof, and I calmed myself down, but my pride was hurt. I had just fallen in front of my friends and the guys that I'm working with, and and my pride just rose up, and I acted Even more scared than I was, which you would think would be the opposite of what you would want to do in pride. You want to act all manly, but it's funny how pride will twist you. It will twist your mind into doing different things, and so I didn't didn't really respond in a humble way. I was being humiliated by my failure, and so I continued to go down that road of being prideful instead of humble about it, so I refused to get back up on the roof and after a little while God was like you know that you're faking you know that you're not really scared and you're not really hurt at all get back up on the roof so after a little while I did and I worked the rest of the day we got it done and honestly those guys are great guys and so they probably didn't think too much about it but I knew that they they understood what was going on all all of us have different battles they knew what was going on and God he challenged me he said okay now, are you going to acknowledge this? Are you really going to go and open yourself up and deal with this problem? Because that is not acceptable. It's not okay to have this pride and have this type of action, even if you've recognized it, and you. but you move on. So the next day, God called me to go and talk to the guys, and I had to open myself up, humble myself, and talk to them, and explain what I did, and, and repent for what I had done to them. In the moment and you know that's kind of embarrassing but what it did is it brought me closer to them it got me a relationship um, with them that that connected with them that's what God opens up so many different doors through this process of being humble it's amazing but what it also did was inside of my heart it continued that journey of not being prideful of humbling myself not being humiliated in the moment of my failure in the moment of being in front of other people and in the embarrassment of all that opening up it allowed me to become more free and since then there've been many different failures and it that isn't the first one or the only one that's just a, a story that comes to mind and the process of going through it talking to the different ones it it different guys who are there it it made me just walk in a stronger place with more power to overcome, with more power and strength in my life to acknowledge this failure, but also receive the strength of God. And I've seen this happen so many different times. Another story that comes to mind is not long after my wife, Elizabeth, had passed away I was taking my kids to work with me. I wash windows for a living, and I was doing commercial route windows. That's just going to different strip malls and cleaning windows for, for different businesses. And there was one business where a lady that worked there um, came outside and started yelling at my kids for something that they were not actually doing anything bad, but they were opening up those little boxes that have flyers for local real estate sales and stuff and they were opening it up and then closing it opening up and closing it they were they were young and but they weren't breaking anything or doing anything wrong but maybe they shouldn't have been fiddling with it as much and she came out and yelled at them and treated them with a just an attitude and me as a parent I began to just rise up and so I sent my kids back to the car and then I went over and talked to her and I did it with an attitude of, you know, just an arrogant parent, instead of acknowledging that my kids probably shouldn't have been doing it or just simply being respectful about the way I did it. I got this attitude and I told her off and I felt good about it. I thought, man, she deserved that. My kids didn't deserve what she did. And I stood up for them, but God, again, he came in right in the middle of that attitude. And he told me, Hey, you're not allowed to act that way. And one of the things he told me, he said, he said you don't know her. You don't know what's going through her in her life, in her mind, in her heart. And you're supposed to be a child of God. It doesn't matter how much pain you're in. It doesn't matter how much of a struggle you're in, in a transition in life, trying to deal with the the grief and the loss of your wife and taking care of your kids. And But this is about an attitude, too. This is not really about that grief. This is about an attitude inside of you. And what if this is what God told me. He said, he said, what if you as a worship leader and as a person who teaches at church, what if you're in a church service one day and this very person walks in trying to find God, they have a a longing and a pulling from God to come and hear from God. And you're standing there leading worship. And because of your actions, the way that you just treated them, the way you told them off, I, God, is not able to speak to them because their heart becomes hardened because of the pride and the arrogance that you just operated, the way that you told them off. And it just humbled me. It just, it cut right to my heart and I prayed about it. I repented. But again, God said, that's not enough. I had to go by and repent to this person, this stranger. I didn't know them. I had seen them in the business there, but I didn't know them And so I went by one day after kind of wrestling about whether I should, it took me a, a, you know, I wasn't there. So it was going to be days before I came back. And, but God said, Nope, you got to do it. So I went in, I asked if they were there, that that person wasn't working that day. And I was like, whew, man. Okay. I did it. I, I did what you told me, God. I tried. They're not here. I can't really apologize. Can't really do it. And God said, well, Nope, that's not enough. And so the next time I came around to clean the windows, that person was there again. I humbled myself. Even then, it was, again, it was tough. It was tough to swallow my pride and go in there and talk to him. And But when I did, again, I felt the peace. I felt the, the the release from God. And it opened up a conversation with this person. They apologized for what they did and acknowledged it to some degree. I don't know what God was doing in their heart. But it just opened a door. And from then on, every single time I came by, I now had a connection with them. It created a, a, just a way to be, have a relationship with a total stranger that from then on, we talked about things and had a connection that I didn't have before. Again, God forms this in the middle of it. Instead of a brokenness, instead of a separation created by pride, God opens up this door through humility. But at the same time, it's about dealing with me. It deals with my heart. It deals with the struggle that's inside of me. It's just amazing to me. The grace of God is so complete that he's working in me and he really is dealing with me. He's not really dealing with other things nearly as much as he's really trying to get at my heart. But in the middle of it, in the middle of that brokenness that he's healing, he creates connection. He creates a relationship with other people that develops into oftentimes close friendship with people who were more, uh, aside, you know, they were not even close in my life or they were total strangers. Another quick story. I was just, just thinking about, there was a guy when I was coaching baseball that we had a difference in a baseball game. And I remember that one was a little bit different. This was his humility. Um, I called him out for an attitude that he had, and he was, he was basically calling us cheaters for something that had happened that really was not a big deal. But I just said, hey, man, hey, we're friends here. A lot of us even go to church together. And that man turned around, and he recognized it in the moment, in humility. He said, you're right. I'm sorry. And what it did, me challenging him and him operating in humility Every single time I've ever seen him since that day, I'd seen him, I had known him through coaching baseball, but I didn't really know him. But now every time I see him around town in every situation that comes up, we're always greet each other and we say hi and we talk because a connection was made because of his humility and you know, that's. That's a different issue as far as in my heart of of wanting to address a problem and being straightforward instead of backing off. And they are related, but this is today's episode is not really about that, having the boldness to stand up against when someone else is doing something wrong. This is more about us doing the right thing. And so in this situation, he was the one who did the right thing, and it created a connection. I love it. I love the grace of God and how he does this. Every single time I humble myself, I become... More comfortable with it, it becomes uh, more natural to do it, and every time I do it, you know I also learn to do it more quickly. I get faster at submitting to God at submitting and getting myself back in control. This is an aspect that I believe we can we can find no end to the benefit of this that the faster we respond. To God, in each time we make a mistake, it doesn't matter whether it's a this type of mistake that I'm describing here. Every single time that we fail, if we will quickly acknowledge it in the way as as we're going through life, if we will stop and we we'll say, "Hey, I screwed up. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm a I failed. That's right. I did something wrong. And by the grace of God, I'm going to turn around and and we do this. Sometimes acknowledging it out loud, vocally, when somebody challenges, I know pride pops up in the weirdest ways, like even driving somewhere and you turn the wrong direction and somebody says, hey, that's the wrong direction. You can say, well, I know, and have an attitude about it when, no, you made a mistake. Just say, hey, I'm 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 an idiot. I did something without thinking. I did something, and we can make it into what it's supposed to be. Something that was a mistake that we overcame, the humility, walking in humble, acknowledgement of that failure instead of pride or we can become arrogant we can become obstinate and we can stand and 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 not acknowledge that but also those failures they can cause us to really believe and feel that we have made a mistake that is the way that we you know we're broken people and it's that's not that's never God's heart. God is never trying to push us down. He's not trying to make us weak or feel like we're weak. He wants us to recognize that his strength in our weakness can be made perfect. Um it also it becomes easier to talk with people. You know, a lot of times there's this wall that comes up. You feel like, okay, I just did something. This person, I know them. Um, they're a a friend or a, or a stranger, or, you know, it doesn't matter who they are. There's just this wall of, of just humiliation of embarrassment that comes up. And, but every single time you do this, you break that wall down. It becomes much easier every single time I've ever done this to just go and talk with people. Um, It changed my mind, literally, not just the thought of of changing my mind, but actually it changed my mind instead of being embarrassed, which is another form of pride most of the time, because the embarrassment of the social situation that we have stepped into by the mistake we've made, we perceive ourselves as you know, in a certain way. And we want to be others to perceive us as a good person or as a capable person or as a cool person or as a a funny person, a friendly person, or just simply we don't want to be noticed at all because we don't want them to think about us. God wants to break those off. Those are controls that turn in that are really triggered from pride inside of us that cares in wrong ways about what other people think and what, the perception of who we are is God wants us to let it go and only care about knowing him instead of having wisdom or being cool or all these different things that might be in our heart at that moment. God wants us to know him in humility, in complete satisfaction with who he is. That is his desire. He never wants us to, to stay in this broken place. And, you know, I keep talking about brokenness because that is that is what these failures really come from. They come from pain. They come from um, many different areas. And oftentimes they come from a place in our life that is broken. Maybe we have had a bad experience with something that we have done and somebody really used it against us. But when we break down those walls, it becomes easier to talk with people. It becomes easier to open up and let the world you know around us see who we are being a very real person, very genuine, not in a fake way of well you know i'm a I'm a human too, and I make mistakes. No, it's not about that because that that is a whole other man. so many times this, that becomes another form of pride. I'm open about my mistakes, and so we're proud that we make mistakes <laughs> uh, you know that's it's it's a new thing in christianity that has really taken taken off like wildfire in in many different people's hearts that oh yes i part of being a christian is acknowledging my mistakes and so when i acknowledge my mistakes i feel better about myself even though i haven't changed even though i haven't really um, gone, gone through a process with God that makes me close to Him. I'm just being authentic. I'm just being real, showing that I make mistakes, and so people can connect with me because I'm not elite. Well, no, that's not the heart of God either. Yes, God does want you to walk in humility. He wants you to walk in in the ability to confess, that's what I'm talking about today, the ability to truly acknowledge and deal with what's going on inside of you so that you can gain that strength from God. But there's a trap right there with it that brings us into this prideful state of saying, well, we're all in the same boat. None of us are really perfect. And and so when I act like I'm perfect, meaning that I do well and I succeed, because that's what this is about. In this process, you stop doing these things as often. You start becoming much more successful. And that's not some arrogance or it's a reality. It's not fake, it's true. When you actually walk in strength, you can walk and not actually do these things anymore. You can actually not become prideful. You can actually, because you've acknowledged it, God begins to heal. He begins to make you strong and capable of. Dealing with in real time in actual events, instead of making that mistake that you made that you had to repent of, oftentimes the benefit of this humility of actually humbling ourselves, we overcome. We don't fall prey to these things. We don't fall prey to the the um, temptation of the in the moment of making that mistake. It's it's so many layers of success that God is calling us to. I know. That Satan desires to undermine this godly process of humility. And he wants to insert humiliation. He will often get us to accept that we are broken and unable, we're, that, you know, that we are unable to get past our problems. That's it's sad, but every I always use it as an example of going down a highway. We're on this highway, you know, the interstate going towards God. And there's all kinds of exits. Satan keeps creating exit after exit after exit to get off that highway of truly pursuing God, of passionately going after God. And each one of those exits will lead to who knows where, you know, just um, little towns along the way, if you will, of this highway of, of being, you know, to the city of God, the, the a place of peace with God, the place of success with God, of of being intimate with God. We're on this highway. We're zooming down at 80 miles an hour towards God. And all of a sudden there's a sign, you know, go here, go here. You can stop and take a break. And each one of these exits are mindsets. There are ideas that Satan inserts into our minds that get us off that track that get us off that highway to the reality with god and into this false reality that we get stuck and we don't we're not moving anymore we're in this little you know in the idea of the roads we're in this little small town that we're not going anywhere we're not moving anywhere we move around in that area but we're not really getting anywhere down that road and getting back on the highway i don't know if when you take a trip i know i like to get where i'm going And you can take a trip that's, you know, maybe it's a four or five hour drive, but if you stop off at several different stops, you go get something to eat, you go get gas. And in those stops, instead of five minutes, turns into 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, pretty soon that trip, you've added hours to your trip. And if you have a timeline to get there, then it becomes, especially if you hit traffic, you you really struggle to get where you need to go. And um, I know some people just enjoy the journey and they take time and that's okay. I'm not trying to condemn that at all. I'm just saying that in this picture of life, of trying to get where God wants us, to be intimate with him, to be strong, to be able to withstand attack, but also to be able to help our neighbors, to help the people that are we come in contact with, God needs us to be overcomers, to not be held back, to have victory in these things for his love, for being, I mean, I don't want to play that down actually. you know, So many times we think of that our purpose in God is to just simply help other people. It That is one of the great benefits, one of the great things that God uses in us. But the reality is God created us for fellowship and intimacy with him. And to act like that is just a small thing or a side thing is honestly, I believe that's another lie that Satan has put into his, into the church. He's tried to deceive us into thinking that the whole purpose is that other people get saved. Not saying that salvation is not important. Salvation is very, very important. It is the starting point. And our testimony of this life in God can be one of the most powerful things in someone else's life. And it should be very important and very powerful in other people's lives. But each one of us have a relationship with God that God has desired. He created mankind to interact with him, to love him, to be intimate with him. And that is the real purpose, to know him, to have love. That's why we have love in our life. God says it's not good for man to be alone. One reason why it's not good is because he wants us to be able to experience this love so that we can understand more of loving him. He wants us to have relationships with our families and find a spouse that we can have a connection with, that we can have a relationship with, that we share our journey with, we share our, our, our mountaintops, we share our valleys, and we have this continual strength of friendship and intimacy in life just so that we can understand more fully what this relationship with him is about. Because the intimacy with God, that closeness with, that we get from him is so powerful. It's such a real thing. It's not a side note. It's not just a means to an end, which is salvation of other people. The, the means in our life was Christ dying. He, the means to, to that relationship being restored and so that we can live in relationship with God and be close to him in ways that, that honestly, I believe, and I know this to be true from talking to so many of my friends, that Satan wants us to not even believe exists. Many Christians are walking around with this idea that, oh, I have faith, I believe in salvation, I've repented of my sins, and I want to be close to um, you know, my family, I want to be sharing the gospel, but being intimate with God is something that, is often neglected. It's not even understood. And we talk about it. We use terms about that in, in church. We use terms like that in our life and our conversations. But actually experiencing a daily intimacy and connection with God is something that, sadly, all too many times Christians have this Lacking. They, are no, they don't have this connection. And this is something that's so important and dear to my heart. God wants to shatter that. You are called to be close and intimate with God. You are not supposed to live your life without that. And do not accept that lie claw and scratch and go after it with everything if you are not experiencing it because once you start experiencing it you start realizing that when you wake up and you live a day without that intimacy you start realizing how hollow you really are and how your life isn't really anything that it's supposed to be god wants your life to be full more abundant with the reality with the the just overwhelming sense of strength and connection that is fulfilling it just brings fulfillment and when you don't have it when you when you stop having that because of, of sin and because of failure it is so much man it is it's it's honestly it it feels like death it feels like you're no longer alive you're not awake you're asleep and if I'm describing something that you haven't experienced please recognize oh have your eyes open pray. Right now, Lord Jesus, I ask that you would speak to people in this who are listening to this podcast, people who have not or maybe they have experienced at one time, but they're not experiencing that closeness in their day to day life that just brings fulfillment, that brings satisfaction and intimacy that you have the ability to speak right to them and you comfort them and you stand with them every way every step of the day throughout their life. God, if they if they're not experiencing that, if they haven't experienced that, I pray that you would begin to move in their life, in their heart right now. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I know that for years I thought that was the I thought that was just the everyday experience of being a Christian because I had an encounter with God that was so real and I was enjoying that and i recognized through process of failures that when i didn't have it i was desperate for it i was truly desperate for for jesus for being in his presence for for the love for the the contentment for the connection that i had lost through my turning away he's always there he's always inviting he's always wanting me to come back he's always right there following along he's so faithful but i created a separation and when i realized that man i started recognizing that you know i can't ha- i honestly can't have days i can't have weeks i feel miserable I am not content and I won't. I start clawing. I start going after God with everything. If I have a day, uh, you know, sometimes I wake up in the morning and there's something on my heart or there's just something that I've done that God is wanting to speak to me and say, get that junk out of you. Get that junk out of the way. I'm here. I'm beautiful. I'm, I'm pure. You should, you should desire to be with me instead of desiring the filth of your mind and the filth of, of different activities or, or temptations that are in your life and recognizing that i have turned away i've walked out of the presence of god and i can turn around and be in his light and be in his oh man just be in the presence of god in a way that that man <laughs> we get chill bumps talking about it i get i get excited but satan doesn't want this he hates it and so he wants this bondage this idea or notion to to be eradicated out of the church and sadly all too often, the everyday experience or the normal experience of many Christians is to not actually have that. We just simply say, well, I have faith, I believe that I'm saved, but we're not actually having that real encounter, that spiritual life that is alive, and that connection of the flow in the spirit that that gives us peace, gives us satisfaction, gives us just an abundance of the presence of God, the manifest presence too in our life that that can't be denied. That alters our behavior, that changes the way we interact, the way that we uh, work, the way that we the way that we think, and the way that we behave, the way that we talk with people. Everything has changed because the manifest. It's visible. It's tangible. It's it's a real presence of God in our life. Satan is really good at bashing us when we're down. The shame over sin and failure is not supposed to have power over us, but a good person with a heart after God will feel the separation from God caused by selfishness and ungodly choices. Satan tries to pounce on these moments. He wants to capitalize on our emotion and our feelings, these feelings of failure, you know, that, that is something that God wants to know. He wants you to know you are loved the love of god is so powerful and his kindness is what causes us to repent it brings us close to him but satan w- uses it again and again if we have a heart to do what is right he uses that often to give us shame when yes there is shame in sin absolutely when you've done something selfish especially if you've hurt someone man if you're a good person you care about that you you desire to do what's right but satan comes in when when god has made a way and he said hey see what you did wrong. Turn, go walk and sin no more. It's not a big deal if you actually humble yourself, but in humiliation, Satan can come in and bash us. He can push us down. It's not the way that God wants us to live. It is not That is not the heart of God. God wants us to recognize that right where we fell, is the grace to stand back up, the grace to continue to fall, follow, to, to not fall down, to continue to follow him, is salvation is in that moment. It's right where you are. You don't have to go on, but Satan holds us down. If he can keep us down, if he can give us that that overwhelming sense that of the failure, we, we end up not standing up, not looking up, not looking to God with all of our hearts and God wants us to break free from that. And if you are under that condemnation of, of shame and guilt, recognize that the shame is only in doing the wrong. When you repent, the shame is removed. When you look to God with all your heart, you're free And go through this process that I've been talking about today that does, that brings relationships with these people. Instead of brokenness, instead of damage everywhere because of our mistakes, we get friendships. We get connections with people. Instead of walking through our life with one broken thing after another, just ignoring it and moving on or living with this overwhelming sense of guilt and shame, God creates such a beautiful way of living. It's, It's awesome. It is pride in the form of humiliation that embraces failure instead of repentance and receiving the strength to face our sins as well as facing the people in our lives who see all of our mistakes. We can live free from each controlling cycle. Each time that this cycle starts of making a mistake and then being too proud to acknowledge it and hiding it or just simply burying it and moving on, each one of these controlling cycles is intended to be broken God knows this, you know, this, if we're, if you're being honest with yourself, you know, that that's God has made this available to you, you know, in your spirit, even, but especially I hope that you receive these words that it's, that, you know, that this is the design that God has in our salvation. And so when humiliation comes in, we embrace that and God is saying, let it go, let that humiliation go don't do that walk in the humility of that is not prideful that is not stuck in this notion of of what will people think what will they do you know in reality what they're really thinking is man that stupid person was stuck up and didn't even acknowledge what they did they didn't really open up and talk so (laughs) it's a it's a double lie because what they're really most of the time what people really are after is Man, just a simple recognition. I know if you get cut off in traffic. I know people make mistakes. I've made mistakes. I've changed lanes. I've pulled out in front of people, and I can either get arrogant and be like, "It's my, I'm driving. You just don't worry about it," or I can simply, I can just raise my hand, to acknowledge, "Hey, I made a mistake," and it brings peace. And in in the situation, instead of people, everybody being angry. I know some people still get, <laughs> they still get road rage, but most of the time, everybody understands. Hey, I've made a mistake they made a mistake. Okay. They acknowledge it. I mean, I know people pulled out in front of me and some people will acknowledge it. I'm like, Hey, you know, it's, it happens. I'm just glad no accident occurred. But then sometimes people don't, they, they'll just be cutting people off. And those people, they do, they, they make you more mad They make you more frustrated because they are causing for one thing, a dangerous situation when you're talking about driving, but this lie that has us controlled to what will people think about me? You know, if I don't, if I actually admit my failure. It's not even true. Most of the time it is it's such a big freeing thing and people are blessed by the fact that you acknowledged it in reality because they're looking for that they want closure on what just happened to them because usually there was something harmful that happened. You just said something mean, you just did something wrong and that that breaking that cycle. Breaks its control off of you. And so take the time to examine your heart. Find out if you are walking in humility that always leads to victory. <laughs> walking in humility always leads to freedom in your life. So examine your heart. Or are you operating in humiliation that keeps you in this same cycle of failures and repetitive struggles? It's so important. Get before God, really examine these things. Pray about it because if you're not living in, in victory and freedom from these things, then you are not walking in humility. Because failure and repetitive struggles are evidence that humiliation or pride has crept in and has not allowed you to actually deal with these things. Get the junk out. God is calling you up to his side, he's not pushing you away from him. Come close. Come close to him. It's our, our pride that says, oh God, I'm not good enough. That's pride because God says, I have made you worthy. You didn't do anything to make yourself worthy ever to begin with. The sacrifice of my son, the sacrifice of my son on the cross is what made you. It's what made you pure. It's what made you acceptable. Let his blood wash over you. Let him purify you. I'm calling you up. I didn't do anything to make you feel like you were not loved. But your pride gets in the way. I'm calling you up. Get that pride out. Get the junk out of your heart. Get that failure out of between you and me. Come up close. That's God's call. He wants nothing more than to develop relationship a meaningful thing in your life through these failures, even (laughs) all things work together for good. He's so faithful that even in our failures, he is working. He's developing an uh, aspect of our life that can turn into such a beautiful thing. Hallelujah. Well, (laughs) I got this out. This, this was my heart for today's episode and I love you. Stand firm in your faith. Everything lost will be renewed Long ago in the garden it was to be Now a dream fulfilled in you and me what